Welcome all my favorite witches, warlocks, and lovers of murder. My name is Cola, and this is Round the Cauldron, an everything podcast, but mostly witchcraft and murder. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now go grab your coffee or tea, and let's gather. Hello, hello, all you beautiful, powerful souls, and welcome back to Round the Cauldron, a everything podcast, but mostly witchcraft and murder, for part two of the Austin Harif case. Now, I deeply, deeply apologize. It took me a little bit longer to get this done, but everyone in my fucking family got sick, y'all. Like, hurdy squirties, vomits, <laughs> infections, all of it. Uh, so I deeply, deeply apologize, but here we are now. So I'm super excited to have a very special to me co-host tonight. World, meet my eldest spawn, Destiny. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so this is her first time recording. Um, this is her first time doing this sort of thing with me. So it's super exciting and it's going to be a good fucking time. Hope you guys enjoy all of our shits. So Yay. now... <laughs> She is the one responsible for my discovery of podcasts. Um, gang, gang. <laughs> she was also the main seed planner for this great idea of creating my very own podcast. So, on her behalf, you're very fucking welcome. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, anyhow, um, I know everybody is super anxious to get back to this case because I did leave you on a cliffhanger. You're welcome. So just a really, really quick recap. Austin Harif was a 19-year-old FSU college student who on the evening of August 15th, 2016, brutally murdered John Stevens and his wife Michelle in their home. He also attacked their neighbor, Jeffrey Fisher, and almost fucking killed the dude before he was able to escape and call 911 for help. <laughs> Why are we so sing-songy? We're both just like... Dur, dur, dur. <laughs> okay, okay. The beat of our heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Let's talk about murder. Okay, okay. So in part one, um, I did not get into the murder at all. Um, well, just a little bit. You know that something horrible happened, but you don't know what the fuck happened. Now, I did talk about Austin, um, his social media accounts, talked a little bit about his background and his family. I also talked about his victims, John and Michelle Stevens. Um, I talked about who they were and what they meant to their friends and family. I went over their backgrounds just a little bit. Now, in part two, we are going to talk about this horribly gruesome fucking murder and Austin's mental state. So, what happened on that horrific night back in August of 2016? There, in, in the first episode, I talked about a couple of wonky things that he did during the day, like walking out in front of a car when he was with his sister for no reason and sending really fucking weird texts. But let's jump ahead to the evening. So, Austin was at dinner with his father his father's girlfriend, and his sisters at a place called Duffy's Sports Grill Restaurant on Indian Town Road and Island Way. Now, at some point, a small disagreement did happen with his father, so Austin left the restaurant and walked to his mother's house. 
As one does when you're a teenager <laughs> and your parents piss you off in a restaurant. You just fucking dip. <laughs> Fuck that man. Yeah. Gonna tell my mama. Literally. Now, um, he, she later did tell investigators in a 911 call, like, we're gonna get into that 911 call uh, in a little bit. But in this call, she made mention that um, Austin drank some vegetable oil, like, chugged it while he was out his, at her house. Um, she doesn't know why. Um, and then she ended up driving him back to the restaurant. Now, at about 10 p.m., Austin left the restaurant again. <laughs> no, she said, fuck this. He's drinking veggie oil. Nah, it's your weekend with him. Fuck this. <laughs> Drops him back off at the restaurant. Yeah. that's what yeah. Wow, his parents. They they're are, just like, oof. The more we get into it, dude. You might end up a little bit pissed off at his parents, honestly. Okay, like you... keep spilling the tea on them. Okay, okay, <laughs> so he drinks vegetable oil. Mom says, man, fuck this kid. Takes him back to dad. Him and dad get into it. another argument at the restaurant. And so Austin says, fuck this shit, I'm leaving. So at about 10 o'clock, Austin left the restaurant and found himself walking around until, boom, he was at the house of John and Michelle. Now, I'm going to give you a trigger warning. Shit is about to get real fucking real. Like, trigger, trigger. Buckle the fuck up. Here it comes, buttercups. Here it comes. On the night of August 15th, 2016, a 911 call was placed by a neighbor to report an attack happening across the street. In the 911 call, the neighbor describes a young man beating a woman. Um, the 911 operator asks the man if he knows who the attacker is, and he says he has no idea, uh, but he appears to still be over there. Um, he then goes on to tell the operator that he did try to help, but the man attacked him, and he is now profusely fucking bleeding. And the man was, like, he got fucking stabbed, like, an ass ton of fucking times. Oof. He almost died. Like, this man almost lost his life. Um, he ended up running through the house and sneaking across the side, and that's how he got out. You can even look up, um, he's, the, a news channel did an interview with him, and he walked them through what happened, like, while he was there. Now, this neighbor saw some really fucked up shit, but it does not compare to what the police officer saw when they arrived at John and Michelle's house just a few minutes later. Um, the first thing that they came across was Michelle's lifeless body laying in a pool of blood. Then they found 19-year-old Austin Harriff still in the garage on top of John with his legs wrapped around him, literally fucking eating him. Like, Austin was biting John's chest and his cheek, and then he would spit the fucking flesh out, and as soon as he would do it, he would rip even more from John's body. So, the police, they drew their weapons in an attempt to scare Austin off of John, and it didn't fucking do anything. I mean, anything. you're eating a person at that point. Like, you got nothing to lose. What the fuck? <laughs> John, Let me scare you. Like, John was still uh, screaming. So, the cops were... They drew their weapons in attempt to scare him because they could still hear him screaming underneath Austin. As Austin was tearing bits uh, of flesh, he was screaming. Uh, so the police had, you know, they, they, they believed he was alive and they didn't want to shoot and accidentally hit John. Uh, so then they pulled out their tasers and they fucking tased him. 
nothing happened. They tried to fight Austin, and Austin overpowered all of them. They fucking brought police dogs, and this kid fought the fucking dogs so and So it just won. got, like, primal at that point. Yeah, like... Because it's like whenever um, I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but, like, if a domesticated quote-unquote wild animal gets domesticated and they get like human meat they go fucking ape shit so like what if it's the same with humans because we be eating animal meat but then we eat our own like that's Dude, probably why he probably tapped he probably tapped into some weird primal instinct that we evolutionized from or something Ooh, that's probably why it took that. so long to get that yeah because he Hopefully was he was like super strong <laughs> <laughs> homeboy was super super strong finally um an officer was able to get one of austin's wrists cuffed and like drag him away from john now at this point the fucking kid is screaming fucking kill me fucking kill me i deserve to die for what i've done um it was then that the cops realized he was a fucking kid like when the all the frenzy, they thought it was just some grown crazy person, mm-hmm. and then they get him off, and they realize like he is just a kid. Now I don't know if you remember. Um, I think you were in like middle school or high school around this time when that flock of shit and yes, bath salts and all of that salts. stuff stuff was happening. Right. So this was in 2016, and so that I remember was remember that other guy in fucking Florida uh-huh, under the act- bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <laughs> this, yeah, this was right around that time. So obviously, you know. The cops were wondering, hell, my fucking brain, I was wondering, like, drugs, like, was this, what the fuck, like, honey? Yeah, like, what could it be? Kids just don't go eating people. It was not. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't drugs. This kid had no drugs in his system. When they test him. <laughs> okay, so the only drugs that he had in his in his system was uh very small amounts of thc well do you think maybe that's why he drank the veggie oil because he took a drug and knew it would cover it up well so there's a whole bunch that we're about to get into he so austin's mental state was in a really fucked up place like when all of this shit happened during his now remember he was in college So, and at one point, he did like to do cocaine, and I mentioned in the previous episode that he did Adderall and another drug, but I didn't remember what it was. Well, I came across it, uh, I came across that article again, and it was a drug called, okay, Vivanese or something like that, and I googled it, and it's another form of ADHD medicine too, but he... That was way before, like, that was before the murders. Like, weeks before the murders, this kid cut himself off from everything cold turkey. Like, he quit. He mm. he started really wanting to, like, be a better person. I, I don't know. Wait, ooh, girl, we get into I'm telling you, this shit is bananas. So, no drugs in his system. This kid was literally having a fucking mental episode that gave him this fucking superhuman strength and like put him in the state of mind to fucking do what he did. Remember I mentioned a 911 call placed by his mom earlier, right? Told you we were going to get into it. So I did find it on YouTube. And of course I'm going to get that uploaded for everybody to listen to, but we are going to talk about that real quick because I think it's really going to give you all a little bit of perspective on how worried his family was about him. But at the same time, it pisses me off because 
they weren't worried enough to get him the fucking help that they should have got him before these fucking murders happened. And that's what's fucking annoying about it all. So um, his mom calls 911, and she, the 911 operator answers, and his mom starts off with, "Um, I'm not sure how to do this. My son has kind of taken off, and I'm concerned about his own safety because he's been acting strange. So the 911 operator goes on to ask her questions like how old he is and if this was normal behavior. And his mother states that this was all new behavior. She tells the operator about him taking off from dinner with his dad and that um, he told his sister earlier in the day how he felt immoral, immortal and like a superhero. And the 911 operator asked if he was on drugs, to which his mother tells her she did ask, but he told her not recently. His mother also describes Austin as being really delusional. Um, she says that he doesn't have his ID, his phone, his wallet, or nothing on him except for a what she thinks to be a switchblade pocket knife. Now, just make sure you guys go check it out and do give it a listen. Um, Again, it's disturbing to me that this kid's behavior just changed as abruptly as it did. Like, the signs were fucking there, but then out of nowhere, just this horrible shit happened that night. And and that's what's really fucking bothersome to me. Like, what in the fuck actually happened to cause his fucking mental state to just fucking break like that? Yeah, that is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a literal switch of a flip of a switch yes yes it's it i i don't know so now this part this is a really really heartbreaking part i think um especially for his mom his family and his friends were out looking for austin after he left the restaurant um and his mother actually did walk up on the murder scene Um, In an article I found, she said that she walked up to a deputy and she asked if they had seen her son. She described that he was wearing white shorts and a blue polo shirt. And then she she said, I asked, what's going on? And they just said, it's a domestic dispute. So I'm like, well, it can't be him. So she said to investigators remembering that night that she was so fucking grateful it wasn't her son, but then it did turn out to be her son. So I That's crazy. Yeah, like she His walked mom ends up, up where he did that. Yeah. Yeah. And now I don't know what time the 911 call was placed, like it's very unclear, um but it's definitely clear that at the time she walked up on this fucking murder scene, that she had no idea that her son was involved. Now, I could not fucking imagine. Like, what the fuck, dude? But what a coincidence. Like, she should have really, like, dug into that and been like, really, what's going on? True. True. Yeah. Especially having She can't the- just put on that I care front. Because if you cared, like, you would have been like, uh-uh, what's this police presence for? I called y'all about my son that I'm worried about. What's going on over here in such a close vicinity that I'm able to walk? Yeah, because it basically no, was the same neighborhood. Nah. Yeah, her mother instinct needs a little tuning up. That's <laughs> ugly. Yeah, yeah. It the whole fucking thing is just I really do. And oh, I'm not making definitely. excuses. I'm not making excuses for the kid. Like he, what he did was 
horribly fucked up. But yeah, honestly, fuck him. But if he had a better support system, honestly, or if his mom would have just knocked him upside the head that night and, like, really dug in his ass, maybe things wouldn't... But then he might have ate her face off, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? So it was... It was How a- Ryan do that? I'm a... Bop him on a baseball bat. You are not going to bop that baby. I'm bop him with a baseball bat. He is too damn perfect. He's not going to do no crazy stuff. I'll uh, bop him with a baseball bat. That's why I won't do knock shit. Knock on wood. I'm going to bop you with a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, okay, so it was it was about 2.30 in the morning um, when the cops showed up to her house to let her know that her son had been arrested and for what had happened. So a couple days after the murders... His parents went down to the police station to be interviewed by the police. Um, in his father's interview, by his accounts that night, um, when Austin f- left the restaurant the first time, his dad said he got up like he was going to the bathroom, but then he was just gone. He says that he found out that he had walked to his mother's house. Um, who then turned around and gave him a ride back to the restaurant. And when he sat back down at the table, he said he asked Austin, what the hell are you doing? And he didn't get an answer. So he said, I grabbed him by the collar of his shirt. And I said, what the hell are you doing? And then he goes and he raises his fist like Austin had raised his fist to him. And at that point, Austin's dad's girlfriend said, Austin, don't. And his dad said Austin then got embarrassed and he left the restaurant again. There was another point in the interview where his dad said that he had caught wind, that Austin wasn't sleeping. So he tried to give him a Valium or a sedative, which belonged to him, the father. He took Valium, Valium, whatever that sleeping. Vacuum, the sleeping pill. Yes, (laughs) vacuum. Viagra. (laughs) I don't think that makes you sleep. (laughs) But yeah, that that weird V word. So his father took that and he said that he tried to give give Austin Austin some and that Austin just threw him on the fucking floor and said, I will not be controlled by you. So then his dad goes on to say that um, he snatched his car keys out of Austin's hand to out of Austin's hands to prevent Austin from taking the car. So then Austin got fucking pissed off and like ran outside and was like jumping on his dad's fucking car and hitting it and just losing his fucking shit. So his dad was like, all right, man, here's the keys. Like, don't fuck up my car anymore. <laughs> his parents, they're just like, uh, you're getting to be a little too much of an inconvenience. Get out of my face. That Yeah. What? Yeah. Man, so, if I would have acted like that, you would have had my girl, ass snatched up so quick. Girl. Y'all, this jump. shit wouldn't, nah, this shit would not fly over here. <laughs> if I even raise my, I don't even live here. I'm a grown ass woman. If I even raise my voice, she's like ready to throw a chunkla at me. <laughs> Got me fucked up. It, that's what his mama should have done. She should have beat his ass. Just a little bit. His parents are lazy. Like, you so, can't be a parent if you're going to be lazy. No, you Then can't. your kids go eat in other fucking people. <laughs> Let this be the lesson. So, so his dad, his dad gives him the keys because he's like, I don't want my car fucked up anymore. So, his dad says he... He later sent Austin Austin a text and was, like, digging in his ass about the damage that he caused to his dad's car. And Austin gave him a one-word reply saying, learn. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Is he trying to be deep? Is he trying to be deep? Why do white boys do this? (laughs) I don't know. So, I mean, 
it is super clear that um, the more and more I started to find and read that this kid really, like, he was seriously fucking mentally suffering and nobody was fucking helping him. Like, all they were doing, literally, like, his friends and his family, all they're doing is talk am- talking amongst themselves, like, oh, Austin did this weird shit today or Austin did that. You know what I mean? But you you're, yeah. you're even, you might get a little bit more upset <clears throat> as I keep going because... Spill. <laughs> I'm going to get there, girl. We got to take this in steps. Some steps. So, uh, let's... Okay, yeah. Let's go back to the night of these murders, okay? So, it, it's been reported that the day leading up to these horribly gruesome murders that Austin was acting strange and doing super weird shit, right? Um, one of those things, drinking the fucking vegetable oil. Now, while he was in the Stevens garage... He ended up drinking some fucking sh- chemical shit, and they still have no idea what it was, but it really, like, it fucked this kid up. He was in a fucking coma for, like, 11 days from this shit. He had severe chemical burns down his throat. He was on a ventilator, and at one point, it was really unclear if he was gonna survive from drinking whatever the fuck he drank. Like, his lungs were failing, his liver was failing, and his father said that He would wake up on and off, but he was having convulsions whenever he would wake up. So it was like super touch and go for a little bit. Now, obviously, he did end up coming out of this. It was, um, it was almost a month later before, um, he was able to actually talk and be interviewed by the police. Um, but he was also interviewed by Dr. Phil. Now, the, this interview was initially set to air October 28th of 2016, but it was pulled by the Dr. Phil team, quote, in light of developments. The show's staff, however, they didn't specify what those developments were. Um, So the interview ended up taking place just days before Austin was arrested um, in October. Now, during the interview, Dr. Phil asked Austin, why did you think you were in the hospital when you woke up? And Austin replied, well, I had memories of what the incident was. And I remember my feet were handcuffed to the hospital bed and there being an officer inside the room. So I know something wasn't right. I didn't know if it was reality bullshit. or a dream. It's like waking up from a nightmare. I call bullshit. That is bullshit. He knows what the fuck he did. That is a little <laughs> bitch way to handle it. Nah, well, I don't now, believe it. He did say, like, he he does have recollection, right? Like, he, And what's he saying he don't recollect? This, this, Hold he, on, I, maybe I'm just misunderstanding yeah, it. So, Hold on. See, he has memories. He said, I have memories of what the incident was. Okay, but he didn't understand why he was in the hospital. He didn't remember, he doesn't remember drinking the chemicals, which put him in the hospital. Because remember, he was in a He didn't think it was the fact that he got his ass whooped? Because he wouldn't let go of a human's (laughs) face? I don't know. Um, he, He went on to tell Dr. Phil that he hears voices of a sketchy child from his childhood and how he still doesn't know how he allegedly killed two people. 
Now, this was back in 2016. Things are a little bit different now. How much different? It was only a few years ago. Yeah, but, I mean, now they know, like, they he's had extensive mental evaluations done. So, like, now they kind of they kind of know what's going on. He still hasn't gone to trial, though. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Really, so, okay. Dr. Phil asked Austin about the drug Flocka and if he or his friends had ever taken it. See, this, this shit keeps coming up because... Again, Flocka. yeah, Flocka. you can YouTube fucking videos of people that are on that shit. They really are like zombies. It's oh, I think you actually showed me that to like scare me away from drugs. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you showed me that because you go to extremes. You're welcome. I saved your fucking <laughs> life. Look at you thriving, surviving, being productive, new mom. Love you. <laughs> I'm not even gonna comment. <laughs> you might even be. You might have been a little traumatized, but you fucking <laughs> made it. Okay. <laughs> Doctor Phil asked um, if he if he knew if he even knew what Flocka was or if his friends had ever tried it. And Austin said that his dad told him it was something like crystal, but he didn't know what it was, and that he or his friends had never taken it, and that he honestly had no idea where to find it. Dr. Phil asked Austin about bath salts and if he remembers going hiking with his dad and his sister the morning of the murders. Austin, he knew what bath salts were, but he'd never done them. And he said that he does remember during that hike, he felt really, really paranoid. And he remembered he was seeing turtle shells everywhere and that his dad was moving really slow so he thought something was wrong dr phil also talked to him a little bit about his best friend who he recently stopped hanging out with and austin said that he thinks it's because he started to get really serious and intense about things like religion and he thinks that he scared his friend and so that's why he like just stopped having anything to do with austin like did you know the kid it was reported that, you know, the kid was, he was an off-the-wall kid. He would say some weird shit, but as it got closer to the murders, people did start to report that his behavior was getting really fucking out there. And remember, you know, he did look into, like, what it would take to be an Illuminati member. You know, he yeah. was, he was, he was kind of going off the deep end. Yeah, but I wouldn't be friends with no weirdo like that. You and me fucked up. You do shit like this. I ain't gonna be your friend. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but anyhow, like, it's just, it's so fucking adamant. Like, there was something going on with this kid. Somebody, some fucking where, should have came in and tried to fucking intervene or help in some fucking way. So, this Dr. Phil interview was like a couple few hours. I'm not, I'm not really sure how long, but I know a couple of the YouTube clips, like there's a, a timer down at the bottom and it's like two hours and some time. So it was a rather long fucking interview. Um, I wasn't able to find the whole thing, only clips. So of course those are going to be uploaded. At least the one that I, that I'm worried about is going to be on Facebook. Um, you guys should definitely go YouTube, go check out. Like I do recommend, Going to look at other parts of this interview, like, it it really is super telling of what the fuck this kid was going through at the time. Um, one of Austin's attorneys, Nellie King, ended up releasing a statement saying that the interview was conducted without the defense's knowledge, but it does show Austin suffering from shock and physical trauma after the attacks. 
She goes on to say that there is a mountain of information about this young man that will substantiate his mental illness at the time of the offense. The fact that some of this was discussed in an interview with the TV personality does nothing to change the fact that Austin was mentally ill at the time of the incident. So exactly what the fuck was this kid's mental state? Like what the fuck actually happened in his brain to make him be able to turn super fucking strong? Um, It's that primal instinct shit. I'm telling you. He ate a human face and got that crazy. Yeah, no, that's that like inbred wrong turn West Virginia shit. shit. Yes, because they be eating people too. So so in the movies. (laughs) In movies don't lie. Um, Two psychologists, one for the defense and the other for the prosecution, they both concluded that on the night of August 15th, 2016, Austin suffered from an acute psychotic episode. And thanks to Google, we now know that an acute psychotic episode can be a one-time occurrence, usually of sudden onset, or can occur repeatedly or may be the early phase of chronic psychosis. Now, remember in my last episode, I told you guys that his dad had told interview or investigators that their family did suffer from mental illness and even schizophrenia. Yeah. So um, it can also occur following a life event like a loss, acute stress, or trauma. Um, And before prescribing antipsychotic medication, consider the possibility of an underlying organic cause, see mental confusion, or use of toxic substances. So, if you think about what I've already told you and what we talked about in part one and learning more and more about Austin and the details of this case... He very fucking well could have caused this shit on his own. Like, the the sudden stop of fucking drugs, like, that could have kicked this shit, like, woo. Because yeah. he, he kicked drugs and then slowly, slowly, slowly it started progressing, like, worse and worse and worse and worse. But, like, for me, like, I want to know, like, the fuck the why behind this shit. You know what I'm you saying? You know what? You know what? I'm just going to fucking say it. I'm going to say it. This kid likes attention you've seen his youtube channel you've seen his instagram his twitter this kid likes attention okay so is how much attention is he getting now that he fucking ate someone's face now that he was in a fucking coma girl so i am just saying your theory is that this my theory is he was like you know what let's do it i'm gonna eat a face and get famous listen with a case this crazy, nothing is too far-fetched, in my opinion. That's it. Like, he likes attention. He, he posted the weirdest shit on YouTube. Like, one day he's, like, mm, working out, wrestling stuff. And then the next time he's, like, talking about, like, prescription drugs or something. Yeah, like, steroids. And, he, steroids, and he's, yeah. like, what's up, Osti Frosty? Like, what the fuck? I'm glad you so, went and watched some of that I mean, shit. Did I, you listen to his raps too? <laughs> okay, that's besides the point. Don't go listen to his raps. Um, but nah, he really did like <clears throat> attention. 
And I'm just saying, like, maybe he really did experience a legit, like, a break, but then he was like, how can I heighten this? I don't know. He might have, it might have just been a lot of things at once. And at this point, he might just be feeding into the attention part. And drinking chemicals, random chemicals in a garage obviously can't be good for you. So, you know, he he really could have. He just wanted to be, he was just like, let's, let's see how I can like act super crazy and get off of this. That's what it is. He's going to try and claim some crazy, uh, innocent by reason of insanity shit and then the world's going to be like, oh. The psychologists, they also found that at the time of the attack, he was unable to distinguish right from wrong. In the state of Florida, that fucking means acquittal. Acquittal? Yes. Like, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. So, ah! yes. So, basically, Austin just has to prove to a judge and a jury That at the time of the murders, his mental state was so bad, he could not distinguish between right and wrong, and he'll get off. Don't fall for it, judge whoever you fucking are. That is crazy. That is literally insane. So, let me tell you why I think that's insane. Do you want me to hold off? Did you have more to go off? Oh, no, no. You tell me. You tell me because... Well, I just want to say, I think that's insane that this kid can literally... He killed a, a, a couple, like two people, literally almost a third one, and it took multiple people and multiple attempts to get him off of this person, like as this person screaming, being murdered, but... In 2012, just four years before that, so, like, what would have been his freshman year, starting into his freshman year of high High school, school. to his senior year, it was, like, after that had happened in 2016 when he did this, someone in Miami, Florida, the same state he lives in. Florida's always got some fuck shit, Yeah, they had a black man named Rudy Eugene, I believe. And he bit a homeless man's face off, and, like, he was attacking him the same way this Austy Frosty fuck was attacking the couple. But police with him, he's a black 31-year-old man. He was acting, like, erratic, like, stripped his clothes off and was, like, acting weird and then just attacked the guy. Cops just said, pow, pow, killed him. But they, why didn't they do the same with With Austin? Austin? Yeah, and now Austin has the opportunity to plead his case to judges to possibly get to go home because he's already spent the past couple years waiting for his trial and shit. It's just ridiculous. But I just want to point out in Mr. Rudy Eugene's little break, you know, that caused his death and the homeless man's death um his toxology report showed that he also only had marijuana in his system no bath salts no flocka no bullshit i'm gonna point out that there's not um a specific test for bath salts but they test for the main chemicals found in bath salts and the six main ones were not found in this guy's blood either so it was basically 100 percent confirmed it's only marijuana what the fuck is in this weed they're smoking uh, i don't think it's the weed i don't think it's the weed we got family in florida that smokes the weed that don't go eating <laughs> people's face 
too. Shout out to you guys. Love you. You know who you are. Won't don't, at you, though. <laughs> don't eat faces. Yeah, for real. It's just something in the water. <laughs> don't go swimming. <laughs> just get out of Florida. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. So that's, that's all I was pointing out. OJ did it. Okay, so prosecutors ended up requesting a second evaluation be done on Austin, but defense attorney Robert Watson said that if the state wanted two experts, they could have hired one to evaluate Austin when their, um, when their clinical psychologist, Dr. Gregory C. Landrum, did. Um, so she's like, no, nah, if you wanted a second one, it should have been at the same time. Isn't it within their right, like, to have multiple ones done, even if it be at different times? I think so. So, I don't know. I don't, I'm not good at I don't I know I mean, that shit. would just make more sense, because you need to make sure the subject is actually being studied properly. To make sure that he gets opinion. a proper diagnosis. But what the fuck do I know? Right, right. Well, so, the defense went on to argue that the prosecution... He, they said, quote, they're looking for the same area to be rehashed because they didn't like the outcome of their hand-picked expert, end quote. Their argument, though, it didn't fucking work. Like, the judge granted the prosecution's motion Good. to have Austin evaluated again. Yeah, I mean, he ate someone's face off. There should be more than just two, two. anyways. Right, let's just, right. Let's just point that out. Fucking dumbass justice system. Yes. So... I did a little bit of digging, and I was able to find one of his reports. Um, I found the one that was done by Dr. Landrum, and in the report, Austin says shit like he sees hallucinations of demonic things, and he could hear God's voice. He recounts feelings of uh, feeling like Jesus-like, and saying that he had special abilities. Um can I point something out real quick? Yes. This guy I was just talking about in Miami, Rudy, that attacked a homeless man, before he was seen to have his break, he was seen carrying his Bible around. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying, what if he maybe had this little godlike prophecy sort of type hallucination thing going on as well yeah so in in the report it also says that okay yeah this is this is something austin what he at the time of the murders he believed that he was half dog half person but i also read an article somewhere um where he said he felt like he was half horse half man so he was having really weird but he felt like half animalistic half human so see that's tying into what i was saying and the doctor wrote in the attack that on the day of the report quote mr harif recalls putting on a michael vick jersey which he believed the dog spirits told him to put on and in doing so it made him feel invincible so Remember when we talked earlier, we talked about the Dr. Phil interview and Austin said that he felt like his dad was moving really slow and it Mm -hmm. really fucking worried him. So on the day of the murders, Austin said that he himself felt as if time was standing still and like he was the grim reaper. He doesn't remember drinking the vegetable oil at his mom's, but he remembers running to his dad's house and he was hearing voices 
Um, the doctor reports that Austin said that he saw a figure which he perceived as having a white face and black clothes that frightened him. Uh, the report goes on to say um, Austin remembers having a machete in his hand and stabbing her, and it was like she was covered in darkness. He also remembers seeing a man, and it's like he was glowing white. He remembered stabbing the man and biting him before waking up in the hospital. So, he remembers shit, but he's remembering it in a really fucking weird, delusional way. Like, Yeah, he's trying to... Listen, what happened was he told his lawyer, this is what happened, and she said, here's how we're going to get you out. You're going to fucking lie and say you're hallucinating during it. That's what it is. Like, his lawyers are feeding him what the fuck to say. That's what it is. There is no way. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Stoner me is going to conspiracy mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like, this whole For fucking sure. case. This whole case. I mean, but like I said a couple crazy. minutes ago, this but case still, is so chaotic. Even like, if is he's anything faking, impossible? Though, even if he's faking, that doesn't explain his superhuman strength. Like, how the fuck was he able... Like, dude, he f- he got fucking Yeah, tased, that's like that movie. And then he fought off the people split and personality dogs. guy. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, I mean, that, that part is insane. The uh, human brain can yeah. do stuff Well, it's like you. the shit uh, a mom lifting a car off of her baby or something. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. It is about going your adrenaline to- and shit. So, but what state of mind would you fucking be in for your adrenaline to cause you to do, you know? Like it? I mean, okay, so you're right. There must have been some darkness shit going on for him to attack the way he did. But for no I, fucking at the same reason. time, I feel like he's just milking it too because he wants to not be in trouble for it anymore. Oh yeah, I would definitely say that. I mean, he's got to have a defense. Yeah. So they're yeah, feeding you, it to him. This case has not gone to trial yet. Um, trial date was set for May in tw- of 2020. But then COVID fucking happened, and so they decided to postpone it indefinitely. So I don't, I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know. I know what the word indefinitely means. I just made myself words sound hard. stupid as fuck. <laughs> no, words are hard. <laughs> but, like, I mean, they have to bring this shit to trial, right? Yeah. They can't just. They probably just used that term because there wasn't a date to actually set for it with a pandemic going Touché. on. Okay, see, but that makes sense. I don't know. That's just coming out of my ass. But that makes perfect <laughs> sense, though. That Logic, logic. I got it a little bit. Um, Austin's doctor, the the one that his attorneys had um, evaluate him, he ended up recommending that Austin be involuntarily admitted to a mental hospital if the court does rule him legally insane. The doctor also said that Austin is in, he is a danger to himself and others, because of his illness. But again, <laughs> thanks to fucking COVID, we are just going to sit here still waiting to find out what the fuck they do. Because surely, yeah, dude, if you're that fucking crazy that you're going to eat somebody's fucking face off like that, you sh- should be in an institution. I mean, they yeah. got to put him some fucking where. There's no way they can let him back out onto the street. Into society. There's <laughs> no fucking way. Not. No way. No. That's just that's just a bad Bad thing waiting to happen. Honestly, though, with the way the justice system here works, who knows what will happen? Who knows? 
because Casey fucking Anthony got off after, I'm pretty sure, murdering her baby. <laughs> like, I'm pretty convinced, but apparently the jurors weren't. So, who's to say what's going to happen with, with this? With this case. So, like, definitely have to update whenever there is one to give. Girl, yes. As soon as there is an update, I will have you back with me. Hopefully, I'll have you back with me before that. Because oh, this yeah. was really, really fun. So, I would like to thank you for coming onto my show with me. Yeah, gathering around the cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you all so much for coming back together with me and Destiny. You're going to have to get a bigger cauldron. cauldron. <laughs> oh, I'm with it. I'm with it. I really do hope you guys enjoyed her amazing presence on tonight's episode. Her energy. <laughs> you did fucking great, man. I tried. Um, remember, you can always find a list of all of my sources in the description. Please remember to keep showing this witch some love with your rates, reviews, shares, comments. Also, keep sending in those stories. I'm like one fucking story away from having a full witch's brew episode. Um, let's... Yeah, let's fucking get this first episode of Witches Brew out. Oh, and for those of you that are buzzing from all this shit we just went over, remember you can go to my Facebook and Instagram at Round the Cauldron Podcast where you'll find video clips, pictures, interviews. I'll love it. So thank you all so much again. Thank As you. always, stay witchy, wonderful, and weird till next we gather Round the Cauldron. Bye. <laughs> wonderful.